You're listening to Quirpline here on QWRPFM. Quirpline this week is brought to you by McGonagall's Conical Monocle. When you need greater correction in one eye than a standard eyepiece can deliver, McGonagall's Conical Monocle. The casing is Cupronical. Good morning, Innsberg. Welcome to Corpline. Big G Money here with a replacement for Alex, who is on location. Edith Slump is with me here in the studio. How are you doing, Edith? Mm, I've got some big shoes to fill, but I do wish Alex hadn't left them here in the studio. I have been meaning to talk to him about that, but I'm glad that you are here with me today, and I'm glad that all of you at home are here with me in scenic Innsberg, a monument to Fans Molly. Fans Molly? The underground Dutch new wave band from the 1980s, they only ever released one EP and it's impossible to buy because I'm not selling mine. Oh, no, that's this is a typo. Is everyone okay down there at the tourism board? Obviously not. And now the news! Bargain hunters rejoice. The annual Innsberg car boot sale will be setting up for the weekend over at the politically unaffiliated Shaughnessy Mudflats go-kart oval. This year's organizers are promising a showcase of more than 100 used cars and an entire pallet of Latvian military surplus boots, some of which will come in pairs. Huh. Fans Molly were big fans of the Latvian military surplus look as well. What a coincidence. Yeah, it's weird. In other news, if you see a suspicious bag downtown, please leave it alone. Innsberg PD are testing their new autonomous bomb disposal robot, and they are currently training its AI to recognize threats. Oh, excuse me, Graham, actually. I have a note from Alex. It was the only thing he mentioned when uh, I ended up filling in for him today. I kind of wish he'd talked about more stuff, but anyhow, he did ask me to read this. <clears throat> that is not a robot. I saw you idiots tape a shotgun to a Roomba. Call this off before someone gets hurt. It continues with more colorful language, but I feel like I've already woven a rich tapestry here. You certainly have, Edith. Innsberg PD have also asked everyone to stay out of the downtown core if you are wearing leather bell-bottoms, burlap, or shoes with zippered pockets. Oh, wow. I don't want to bring up fans Molly a third time in two minutes, but... Then don't. And finally, a deal has been struck with Innsberg Makesmiths Collective regarding the partially finished Thurpston Memorial. They have set up a pennies for print apparatus where people can donate pennies and have the material 3D printed onto the legs. At the current rate of donation, they estimate the statue will reach his full height in about 37 years. So crack open those mason jars. And for our next segment, Graham, I need you to throw to me. I, uh, yeah, and now it's the arts with Edith Slump. Hello. Hi, what's going on in the arts this week, Edith? Well, as you know, Graham, there aren't too many community events happening during the Innsberg dry times. So one enterprising young man by the name of Justice Zeff has organized a new event that he hopes will invigorate the season and moisten our palates. It's the Malt Whitman Sloppy Slam series Poetry and Pub Crawl, which is kicking off right now down at the town hall. So we've sent arts reporter Edith Slump down there to interview Justice and taste some of the beers on display. But unfortunately, since I'm here pretending to be Alex, Michael O'Leary is down there pretending to be me. Hi, Graham. Hi, Alex. Wink. It's me, Edith Slump. But not really. I could never capture your joie de vivre, Edith. Oh, you flatter me. I'm... what? Ooh, Graham, you could be Gus. Don't you dare. You keep out of this. So, Michael, are you sloppy or are you slammed? I only wish it was the first time someone asked me that. But no, 
It's 9.30 in the morning, so I am merely sloppy. Why didn't we send Derek again? I know he's got the lake dedication, but Alex is already there. He's 19. And he doesn't drink, despite my many enticements. Fine. I'm sorry I interrupted. Continue. Oh, don't worry about it, Graham. Now, Michael, I know that you've already sampled several of the fine beverages on display, but please, how has your palate for poetry been? It's hard to say, Edith. I find you have a most difficult job trying to find different ways to describe how terrible Innsberg's poetry scene is. For example, I listened to a man recite symmetrical haiku. I couldn't tell when he was done. And neither could he. Wow, symmetrical haiku is normally sort of an after-watershed thing. Why did they start this event at 7.30 in the morning? It's because they have so much craft beer to serve to the populace. Yes, good. Tell me, tell us, tell the listeners about that. In time, Graham. But first, I wish to expound upon more of the styles of poetry I have been subjected to. Have you heard of free verse? No. That is a style of poetry where you can simply... Say whatever you want. It has no rules, and therefore, no meter, no rhyme, and no logical stopping point. You can just go on, and on, and on, and on, and on. Michael. No, you see, Graham, I'm making a joke. Well, Michael, I thought you were just crafting a poem on the spot. I loved how rhythmic your powerful repetition was. And now it is you that flatters me. Wait, I thought free verse didn't have any rhythm. I mean, it can have rhythm if it feels like it. There just shouldn't be the expectation of rhythm. That would be presumptuous. Open your mind to the possibilities. I have the expectation of opening my mind to the possibilities of hearing about the beer at this pub crawl. If I must, I opened my day with a flight consisting of Charge of the Lager Brigade, still IPA Rise, and Hoppy Mandeus. Three is a small flight. It was 7.30 in the morning. I'm not a lush. Well, how did you enjoy them? As much as any alcohol with a pun name, Graham. For example, after the interview, I'm going to try the cream ale of San McGee. And then my bock is like a red, red rose. If I'm feeling adventurous, I might even try Do Not Go So Gentle Into That Good Night. You see what I mean. Are there any beers that you don't think would be completely revolting? None so far, but I have my eye on Lewis Carroll's Doppelbocky. Why, in case the yeast revolts? No, just mostly because I need something to go with my snickersnacks. Oh my god. I feel, Graham, you would enjoy Two Roads Diverged in a Yellow Wit and I Took the One Less Malted. That must be a very crowded label. These were all hand-picked by the organizer Justice Zeff, who is probably a little annoyed that I spent my entire time poo-pooing his selection. Any words for the audience, Zeph? Hey man, Michael, right? It's cool, man, I get it. Not every beer is for everybody. If you're looking for a fruitier beer, you might try Lambic Lazarus. Or for something heavier, the Porter and the Pendulum. I'll take that under advisement. Which one of your awful beers is your favorite, Justice? Oh, I haven't actually tried any of them myself, man. I don't drink. So you're just into poetry? Poetry and the herb. And I don't like mixing depressants with stimulants. I think you'll find they're both depressants. Whoops. I feel the Malt Whitman Sloppy Slam series will continue until 8 p.m. tonight, or perhaps just the next 20 minutes. It all depends on the endurance of justice. 
What? Wow, Graham, you weren't kidding. Joan does use the red light a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm charging all this to the station, right? Wow, the light's flashing now. Sure is. Gonna have to let you go, Michael. Thank you. Hold on, Graham. Wasn't Walt Whitman a tireless advocate of temperance? Well, that went better than expected. Ah, good. I see you set that low bar like I recommended. When you said subterranean, I thought you were joking. Hey, speaking of jokes, it's time to check in with Richter Hammock Slam up in the QWRP traffic coopter. How's it going up there, Richter? Good morning, Graham! I noticed that you didn't ask about traffic in your introduction! I absolutely mentioned it. That's not the only thing that happens to be in a state of obfuscation right now! Nothing should be contentious about what you're meant to do right now. Wow, now that I'm sitting next to Graham, I can really see that vein throb in his head whenever you call in, Richter. You should see this. Graham, I've had a look at the books, and it's time for QWRP to start making some money! What? And what's the best way to make money? Doing your job! That's right! Cryptocurrency! That's not what he said. But Richter, I hear you ask! Isn't mining for crypto coin incredibly harmful to the environment and vastly irresponsible in this day and age? That's also not what I said! That's why I bought out a bicycle shop of all of its chain and shackled together a Beowulf cluster of Babbage engines hooked up to the main rotor of the traffic coopter. Okay, um, Joan, it's finally happened. Whatever is going on inside Richter has taken over the whole brain. He's talking actual nonsense. Richter, is this an elaborate signal for help? Is someone holding you hostage? If you're in distress, babble incoherently. Thank you for your concern, Edith! And to allay some of your particular concerns, yes, this is an environmental venture! One, we are using no electricity for the construction of said coins. And two, there are no carbon offsets! Graham, I can't tell. Was that more or less coherent than normal? That was about on par, Richter. What coins? I'm glad you asked, Graham, because one of the biggest problems that cryptocurrency faces today is a lack of a physical standard backing it. So what I've done is hooked up a chain of catalytic converters purchased from today's boot sale, and I'm now able to harvest the carbon from the emissions of the quapter and mint it into physical coins. No, I think he is being held hostage. The only thing I'm being held hostage by is my care and responsibility for our One Earth. And that One Earth's financial system. Psst, Graham. What? Why are you whispering into the mic? So Richter can't hear me. I don't want to panic him. Uh Uh-huh. I think we should call the Innsberg PD. Oh, they blocked us months ago. Richter, I'm sorry, you're minting carbon coins? It's more of a pressing, Graham, but yes, each coin is a physical representation of the cryptographic hatch that I am generating with the machines and the coopter. And you're running all of these engines from the rotor of the coopter. Where else would I get that much power? So to remain connected to these machines, you have to be for the sake of argument, on the ground. Unfortunately, yes! So you're not able to do your job. Oh, it's no problem at all, Graham. I've actually got Joy up in an ultralight. Unfortunately, she was unable to afford the professional radio necessary, so I'll find out what the traffic is in about 20 minutes, which should be just enough time for me to finish calculating and minting this round of quap marks. Wow, what a terrible name. It was literally the third one I could come up with, and you know what they say. Rule of thirds, Graham. Back to you. 
That's not what that means, but thank you, Richter, is what I say at the end of a segment, to be polite. I admire how you can say that so often when you clearly don't mean it. I've got a lot to learn doing this job. Speaking of not meaning it, we go now to summer intern Derek, who is on location with Corpline co-host and Aldersman Alex, who is at the Lake Anesh dedication ceremony. Hi, Graham. Hi, Alex. Wink. What? Well, I heard Michael doing it earlier, and I wanted to preserve the theater of the mind. That's not... It, sure. Hi. Uh, Derek, you don't have to greet me. I'm right here. Alex, are you doing a voice so the listeners don't know it's you, too? Uh, no, Derek. This ceremonial leather cravat is really constricting. But it helps you cut such a lovely silhouette. It helps cut off my circulation. Well, Alex, I'm glad that you're suffering both for fashion, but also for finally renaming Lake Indian name. I would explain at length what a pain in the ass this process has been, but I think I would pass out. I'm just happy to finally get this stupid thing over with. That's right, Graham. The ceremony's about to get underway. And first, a little lake history for all of our listeners. Lake Indianame has been undergoing the renaming ceremony since its discovery in 1972. Legend has it that the lake was given its name by a hard-of-hearing and slightly racist clerk at the Innsburg Town Hall, and Lake Indianame has been undergoing renaming ever since, because as my dad tells it, it's against the law to change the name of something once it's already been given a name, which is why I have to keep calling my cat asshole. Derek, I'm fairly confident that none of that is true. No, no, his cat really is named Asshole. Really? Neat. Alex, please help me. It'd be my pleasure. The sooner we get this over with, the sooner I get to take this off. Um, <clears throat> hey everybody, it's uh, finally time to set the record straight uh, on Lake Indianame, as it was formerly called. Uh, we can now give it its true title, Lake Anesh. We have a plaque and everything. No thanks to certain parties who I will not name here. Therefore, it is my civic duty and great pleasure to dedicate this body of water to Anesh Patel and to remind everyone that the lake is now called Lake Anesh. Don't at me. Wait, wait, please stop, please stop, please stop, stop. Don't do the, don't dedicate the lake. <sighs> and there you have it, listeners. The lake has been dedicated Lake Anesh. No! Hello, uh, respected QWRP listeners. My name is Beatrice Landstrad, Raster Heights Academy Student Council President, and I am here to stop this dedication ceremony, but it appears I am too late. Graham, she swept my leg and took the phone! Wow, that sounds awesome. It looked awesome. Honorable Aldersman Alex, this is not Lake Anesh. Yes, it is. What part of Don't At Me do you not understand? You're young. Aldersman, with all great respect to your 2017 memes, you took a wrong turn at Scrundle Avenue. If this is Lake Anesh, where's Camp Melodima? All for sake! That's right, Quirpline listeners. It's me, Beatrice Landstrad, with the scoop of the year. This is not Lake Anesh. This is just the disused lagoon that's connected to the East Sunbaker's culvert grid. And that has been named in honor of Anesh Patel. And the original Lake Indianame still stands. This should have been my scoop. Well, then why didn't you realize I went the wrong way down Scrindle Avenue? I was too busy driving when I should have been asking the hard-hitting question. You're my goddamn son of a <laughs> You goddammit! Hey, you can't litter here. This lagoon is part of the agricultural reserve. And that's desecration of public property. That color belongs to the county. Boo! Let me tell you what I gotta do. I gotta throw you in Lake Anesh and you in Lake Indianame. Wow, this is a major gaffe. This is gonna cost Alex big for re-election. I don't think he's ever gonna make it in office again. I never wanted this job in the first place. 
Oh, listen, he's yanked the plaque out of the ground. Yes, and he's dropped, no, thrown it on the ground. And he's jumping up and down on it while it breaks into a dozen pieces. My goodness, he's getting very even coverage. He must have large feet. You know what they say about aldersmen with big feet? That they have very limited chances at re-election after this kind of bungle? My thoughts exactly, Beatrice. And now, after some vigorous jumping, um, Alderman Alex has taken a bit of a tumble. He's going over sideways, and yes, he has fallen into Lake Anesh, formerly the Culvert Lagoon. And he's thrashing about, yelling about how he can't swim. Oh, wait, I'm on duty now. Just let me drown, you... Wow. Now I know why you use this button so often. Yeah, it's a little hard to read with all the paint worn off, but Old Muty is probably my favorite button in here. And hey, speaking of putting a button on it, that takes us up to the break. When we come back, an update on the still ongoing trial of Mayor Steno paperclips. The proceedings are still on pause while the prosecution continues to search for any legal precedent that will allow them to declare a bent piece of copper wire a paperclip. This trial has really unearthed a lot of Innsberg's dirty laundry. I thought for years our mayor was a half-empty box of paperclips. Now it's been shown that was all a lie. It was an empty box of paperclips. Who can you trust? And at the top of the hour, our arts correspondent, Edith Slump. Uh, technically, I'm the lifestyle and arts correspondent. Oh, did Joan finally authorize your promotion? No, but I'm allowed to expend scented candles to the station now. Oh, that's too bad. But stay tuned for Edith's report on the bed, bath, and body works in Julesburg. This one's called Milfoil's Embrace. Oh, God, it smells like a dank sponge. Keen olfactory observation, Graham. I'm giving this one to Joan. Anything else going on in the arts this week, Edith? No. More Corpline after this. You're listening to Corpline here on QWRPFM. Thanks again to our sponsor, McGonagall's Conical Monocle. When you need greater correction in one eye than a standard eyepiece can deliver, McGonagall's Conical Monocle to see all matters cosmogonical. 